Sometimes we look around and there's things that are happening in our world that are really awful and really hard. And we might wonder, why is God allowing this to happen? Why would a good God allow this? Those situations can cause our faith to be shaken a little bit. Um, When we see people that are suffering a lot or we see just wickedness, we're going to see that in our story today. But I want to remind you of something before we start A few weeks ago, our memory verse was from Daniel chapter 4, verse 35, about God. And he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? I'm so glad you're joining me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. last time we left off with the wise men departing to their own country, they did not go back to King Herod and tell him where the baby Jesus was. They were warned in a dream not to do that. Herod had lied to them, saying that he wanted to go and worship Jesus, this king that had been born. But we will, we know, and we'll soon find out even more, that that was not the case. His intentions were evil not to worship Jesus. And Mary and Joseph and Jesus had left to go to Egypt. Joseph had been warned in a dream about Herod, and he went to Egypt and stayed there until the death of King Herod. And that's kind of where we pick up today. At the very end of our passage yesterday, there was a quote from an Old Testament prophet. It says, Out of Egypt I called my son. And that was from the book of Hosea in the Old Testament, chapter 11, verse 1. And I want to take a look at that with you really quick before we dive in. So in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, it says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. Now something to understand is that in the Bible, when they're, especially in prophecies, sometimes there's layers. In a way, this was fulfilled in with Israel when they were slaves in Egypt. And then um, remember the story of Moses and the Ten Commandments. And then um, they were brought out of Egypt. And then what happened? Did they go and worship God? A little bit. But for the most part, they just kept on grumbling and going their own way and sacrificing to false gods and burning offerings to idols, just like this passage says. So in a way, this passage is talking about the nation of Israel coming out of Egypt, out into the wilderness, following Moses. But this That story points us to Jesus, because this prophecy is about Jesus, as Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, tells us. Jesus is God's son, and he is going to be called out of Egypt. So Mary and Joseph and Jesus had to go to Egypt so that he could be called out of Egypt. And unlike the nation of Israel, Jesus will come out of Egypt in perfect obedience and perfect worship of his heavenly father. He will not sacrifice to idols and he will not bow down to false gods and he will not go his own way. So we have where the nation of Israel failed in the Old Testament, Jesus will perform it perfectly. Okay, there's one more um, prophecy that Matthew talks about that I want to read with you. This is a prophecy from the book of Jeremiah, verse 15. And I'm actually going to read verse 15, 16, and 17 here. It says, Thus says the Lord, A voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. 
Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children shall come back to their own country. Okay, so Rachel was the mother of Joseph and Benjamin, and they went into Egypt. This was before uh, Moses. So they were they went to Egypt, and then it was several hundred years after that that the, that the nation of Israel was enslaved in Egypt. But Joseph, um, think Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, there's a musical about it. You maybe know the story. There's a, um, I think there's even a movie about it. But his mother was Rachel. Um, and in a way here, Rachel just represents the mother of Israel, the mother of the nation of Israel. And sad because her children went to Egypt in the same way that Jesus is going to Egypt. Um, also, here she's weeping. She's refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. This is a really, really sad, sad passage. But the verses right after it that I that I read, they're not quoted in the book of Matthew, but they offer hope. Keep your voice from weeping. There's a reward for your work. Your children shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, and your children shall come back. I think um, that this whole passage has its fulfillment in Jesus. There's really sad things that happen in our Bible reading today. Really, really sad. But there is hope in who God is. He makes all of the wrong things come undone. Um, he makes things new. He brings back. He resurrects from the dead. Um, Jesus gives life. So as broken and awful as our world is and as wicked and cruel as people can be, there is always hope in Jesus and in and in God and his plans. And we also know that his plans, like our memory verse from way back in Daniel, who can stay his hand? Who can ask him, what have you done? We can't sit in judgment over God and what he has done, and we cannot stop his purposes. And in our passage today, even King Herod could not stop God's purposes. He failed miserably in his plan to eliminate Jesus. And God saved and preserved the life of Jesus so that he could go on and fulfill what his heavenly Father had planned for him. All right, let's dive in. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 2 verse 16. So find Matthew, find the big number two, and then go all the way down till you find the little number 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. 
and he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. This is a really, really sad story. I read it and I have a a two-year-old daughter who's sweet and cute and I can't imagine anyone wanting to harm her. Um, But here in this story, King Herod had all of the, the boy children put to death, killed. It's really terrible. Does it remind you of any other stories in the Bible that you're familiar with? Remember Moses in the basket and Pharaoh wanting to kill all of the baby boys? Um, because the Israelites were becoming too many. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things in our story here about Jesus that point us back to the story of um, Egypt and the exodus or the leaving from Egypt. And just like Moses was the deliverer of the people of Israel from Egypt, Jesus is the deliverer, not from Pharaoh, not from slavery, but from our sins. Jesus is our deliverer from our greatest need. He's our deliverer from death and from our sin. And when he comes out of Egypt, he will do it perfectly. And no one can stop him. Even King Herod could not stop him as much as he tried. God's plans are higher and his ways are higher. Just like that Bible verse says, no one can stay his hand. God has a purpose and a plan for Jesus and no one will be able to stop it. One thing I notice is all of the little details. Joseph and Mary go to Egypt to fulfill a prophecy. When they come back, they don't go. They don't go to Bethlehem. Um, they don't go to Judea. They go to Galilee and to a city called Nazareth to fulfill other prophecies. Every single moment of Jesus' life matches perfectly with Old Testament prophecies about him. He is the fulfillment of everything in the Old Testament. Every story in the Old Testament points to him is about him, is helping us to see him. So when we read about him, we can remember those stories and be, ah, that was pointing us towards Jesus. That was explaining something about Jesus. So the whole story of Moses and the Exodus was pointing us in many ways towards Jesus. All right, let's talk about our Bible verse for our memory verse for this week. It's in 2 Chronicles 16.9. Have you memorized it yet? For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. That's such a sweet promise. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. In this story, King Asa had been trusting in other nations to help him, um, help him to win wars. But really what he needed to do was just trust in the Lord because the Lord is able to give strong support. When you're tempted to doubt that God will support you. Don't put your hope in something else, in somebody else. Put your hope in him because the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. God is able to help you and will help you. I'm so glad you joined me today on Audacious Arrows. I love reading the Bible with you and talking about it with you. Even when we come to difficult passages like we did today that are really sad stories, but every single word in the Bible 
is profitable, is for our good, for us to help us to learn about God and his purposes and his goodness towards us. So we don't want to skip any words of the Bible. All right, we'll see you next time.